Who would survive a zombie apocalypse? Who would really want to survive a zombie apocalypse? dad baby yes we are dads you are dads this is better off dad with paul and steve today it's about the zombie apocalypse not (laughs) just any zombie apocalypse but the zombie apocalypse who would survive who would want to survive you know that's kind of beside the point Uh, what we're really talking about here is a topic called accelerationism which is sort of the equivalent of saying well if we're going to have a zombie apocalypse anyway let's just let's let's accelerate towards the zombie apocalypse and just have it happen and uh on our recent theme we're really talking about fascism and capitalism and can we just accelerate capitalism and vote for the other side so that they can just get in power and collapse so that the other side can take over so that our side the good side can take over we're going to go through all the reasons that's a horrible idea it's just as bad as having a zombie apocalypse and what you can do to try to prevent the apocalypse from happening and to prepare just in case it actually does happen. But before we do all that, don't forget to do all the YouTube things like comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification. So you don't miss a single video. If you're not driving, close, close your eyes for a second and imagine there's been a zombie apocalypse. I know, you know, it could be, it could be mushroom zombies or virus zombies or, voodoo zombie, whatever kind of zombie you want. There's been a zombie apocalypse, right? Imagine yourself after after the zombie apocalypse, you know, like three quarters of the world's population is dead. You're whatever it is you imagine yourself to be or to be doing after that. Yeah, I know you've played games. I know you, you've watched shows and all that stuff. <laughs> so I know you got a picture in your head of, of you after the zombie apocalypse. Okay, you got that? You got that vision? It's almost certainly incorrect. (laughs) So if some of you imagined yourself dead or as a zombie or just most likely, you know, buried under, you know, in a mass grave somewhere, if you're lucky, or or rotting in a field, you are correct. (laughs) All those options work fine for me. If you imagined yourself anything other than that, uh, you're wrong. You're just flat out wrong. Statistically speaking, you're not the guy running around uh, with, you know, with the Mad Max get up and, the, you know, shooting zombies and starting over. And isn't this great? We don't have to worry about this horrible capitalist dystopia anymore. We could start fresh and maybe with communism. Maybe with uh, anarchy, maybe with you know anarcho-capitalism, we could do a new system. I'm glad everybody died because now I. That ain't you. Mm, (laughs) That is not you. You will be. It's this weird thing with zombie apocalypses that everybody assumes they're going to be one of the ones that live. (laughs) (laughs) And and if Mm. Night of the Living Dead taught us anything, (laughs) it ain't it ain't you. It ain't gonna be you. Our new theme song is now It Ain't You, Babe, by Sonny and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
you babe. <clears throat> of course, I of course, uh, what I'm talking about here is something that seems to be gaining a little bit of steam, and I want to do my part to squash it before it gets any sort of uh, any sort of foothold on the left, and that's something called accelerationism. Now, accelerationism is this idea that it, it actually started out with this hyper-capitalist guy who, who believed so much in capitalism and technology and everything that he thought it should be accelerated at all, at all costs, regardless of yeah. the human cost. You know, China right. could almost be seen as a version of that, you know, even though you know, they, they've tried this experiment of hyper-industrialization, hyper-double-down on technology, the human cost is worth it because we'll get to a point where it'll improve things so much that it'll, it'll reduce suffering overall. Yeah, there'll be some suffering in the short term, but overall. And the guy that found it, that came up with this idea of acceleration, he didn't even care about the suffering in the short term. He was like, that doesn't really matter. What really matters is the good that will come of this hyper-technological, hyper-capitalistic thing. If we buy the ends. Yeah, it means justify the ends exactly, and or ends justify the means. Yeah, ends justify. <laughs> It'll be the funny if the means justified the ends. <laughs> <laughs> the end is horrible, but we had a good time getting there. <laughs> All right, that's my new uh, epitaph on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up, it didn't end up great, but it was sure fun getting there. Um, so, so this guy's idea was capitalism improves everything, technology improves everything eventually. So why wait for eventually? Let's just hurry it up, get it going now. Right. Um, unfortunately, so this guy, I think he ended up dying face first in a gutter or something, I forget. But he he did kind of go crazy. Um, he and Aleister Crowley hung out. Mm, <laughs> that well, should give you right some there. idea. Some idea yeah. of what happened to this guy. But I wish that his idea would die uh, the quick, the accelerated, painful death it deserves, because yeah. now it's being picked up by people on the left mm. who are saying, we live in this capitalist dystopia. Uh, it's horrible. It's eventually going to collapse. So yeah. what we need to do is double down to get it to collapse faster. Yes. Okay. So that's accelerationism. Okay. Now, I, when you messaged me <laughs> earlier about, about doing a show about it, I'm like, good, because then I'll know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. I, okay, I'm I'm familiar. I've I've watched plenty of uh, le left TikTok, left talk to uh, understand what what you mean now. Okay, left talk. Left I like talk. that. It's like a left book. Hashtag left talk. <laughs> Hashtag left talk. Okay, well, if any student of history should see, like, should immediately pick up on the problem here, aside from the fact that people who advocate for this who are on the left. It's one of two. I, I did a little bit of delving into this on, on one of my Facebook groups, and I found there are two types who advocate for this. Mm -hmm. One is somebody whose life is so shitty right now under capitalism that they're like, mm -hmm. I don't see how I could be suffering anymore. Right. So the quicker we get this shit over with, the better. Right. Well, 87% of the country. <laughs> well, uh, the, it's not, don't know. No, it's not 87% of the country. If there were 87% of the country, I'd be the first one to pick up a pitchfork and you know run into the thing. See, what I'm doing is I'm accelerating this thing. So. <laughs> yeah, you're accelerating the conversation, aren't you? <laughs> the, the problem is the amount of suffering that we would have to undergo if mm -hmm. under... Well, let me describe to you how the left has picked this up. And maybe, you'll, maybe you'll retract your statement. What they're saying, therefore, it, on the left, is we we should vote for people like Trump. 
we should vote in as many Republicans, as many wacky Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis type Republicans as we can, because these are the ones who are going to accelerate what oh. we see happening under capitalism already. All right. Now, now right? I'm totally on, on the same page. I know, so, I know exactly what you're talking about. So if you listen to last week's episode, if you watch last last time's episode, you'll see what these guys are trying to do is fascism. Yeah. And under fascism, what they will do is they'll genocide people. Mm-hmm. So to be in favor of this type of accelerationism, that's the other thing you find out is it means something different to different people. So mm-hmm. part of what we have to do is explain to people what is meant by accelerationism. Yeah. And one of the things, see, and this is why it's so attractive is because most people think of it the way you were thinking of it, which is how Malcolm, like you might be thinking, well, Malcolm X said that we're supposed to hate white liberals. So, and I'm going to get to that. That's, that is a term I've, I've uh, coined called anti lesser of two evilsism. Mm. <laughs> so Hashtag. accelerationism isn't speaking against the lesser of two evils where people go, well, I have to vote for the Democrat because uh, because they're not Republican. But, yeah, I don't like Biden either. And, you know, it's not accelerationism to say, no, you don't have to vote for Biden. You can vote for Bernie Sanders. You can vote for somebody who's further to the left of Biden and you can work toward that. Right. That's not mm-hmm. accelerationism. Mm-hmm. Accelerationism is. No, you should vote for Trump or DeSantis because they're going to burn the shit house down, right? Because we know we know it won't work, right? We know fascism doesn't work, and then all the liberals are going to see that they should have been fighting against this as hard as we have been, and they're all going to jump on board, and it's going to be great. So two types of people advocate for this. One is your life is so shitty that genocide sounds good. <laughs> You're like, I don't see what they could do to me that would be worse than this. Right. <laughs> the other type is somebody in a privileged position. You know, you're mm-hmm. white, you're straight, uh, you're you're um, you've got some means, some resources, mm-hmm. you've got some community built already. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, let's do this because you're not one of the ones that's going to be genocided. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, I'm poor, though. I have a shitty apartment and I don't like my apartment and maybe under Maybe under a more uh, fair system, I could have health care and uh, maybe a better apartment. And then mm-hmm. and you go, oh, so you're willing to have millions of people be you know, marched off and killed or erased so that you can have a better apartment and health care. Yeah. So yeah. there's the, the privilege point of view and there's the things are so shitty, it couldn't mm-hmm. be any worse. Right. Well, the thing is, is, one, obviously I was joking. Sort of. You don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> no, but two, the thing is, the, the same people that think this are probably the ones that like these zombie apocalypse scenarios and and don't realize that if they would just think about every zombie apocalypse scenario they've ever watched, the wrong people always end up in charge. <laughs> it's true. Well, and the... it would just be frying pan meat fire. It, in mushroom in mushroom zombie world, it's the fascists that end up in charge, right? Yeah, yeah. It's natural at, for that to happen. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Walking Dead. Look how long yeah. he was in charge of things, and what a horrible human being that character was. Iron the Sky before him. Sarah Palin ends up in charge in Iron Sky. So, yeah. <laughs> Although that wasn't zombies. Yeah, um, but it was still it was still apocalyptic. 
So a couple of examples where this has actually been tried in the past. About three, four years into World War One, um, communism was starting to, you know, people were starting to look to Marxism, communism as a way to to fix the world, right? Because clearly imperialism, monarchy, all that stuff is what led us into World War One, which was pretty much an Armageddon. Right? Yeah. If you if you're from the point of view of the people involved for sure. And right. even people not involved, you know, tens of millions of people, you know, whatever. So Germany in a an attempt to because they had two fronts going on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing quiet on the Western front, nothing quiet on the Eastern front. But, <laughs> but if you looked at their Eastern front, it was, it was the, uh, it was the Russian empire that they had to deal mm-hmm. with and the Russian empire's allies on that side, you mm-hmm. know, and if they could get the Russian empire to drop out, they could redirect all their forces to the Western front, you know, the yeah. France, Great Britain. Yeah. Um, before the United States <laughs> joins the war. Because it started mm-hmm. to seem like that was sort of going to happen, they were like, "What's the United I think States?" You mean joins? before? I think you mean before the United States wins the war, as we were taught. <laughs> before they came to rescue. Yeah, 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 right. As a leftist, I wholeheartedly disagree, and I know you were joking. There. <laughs> um, so, what did Germany do? Well, they had this guy uh, Lenin, who was living in in the German Empire at the time, mm-hmm. and and he, they believed if they could get him to Russia, because Russia had already started to, you know, it, there were some cracks in the seams mm-hmm. <laughs> over at Russia yeah. because, you know, four years of war was was wearing them down. And yeah. people, you know, the whole Rasputin thing was going on and people were not hip with the czar. The czar's dealing with a sick kid. And so they saw an opportunity. If they could get Lenin over there, they could accelerate the collapse of the Soviet Union, or not the Soviet Union, of the Russian Empire. So mm-hmm. they're using accelerationism to say it's gonna collapse eventually. We need it to collapse before the U.S. enters the war, so that we can move all of our resources from that side over to here. And so they snuck Lenin into the Russian Empire. We all know what happens next. Lenin <laughs> is successful in um, you know forming the Bolsheviks, who end up you know winning the Winning the revolution, basically, and uh, mm-hmm. over, you know, Tsar gets overthrown. The Soviet Union, or, the Soviet Union's formed. Russia, you know, drops out of the war. Great, right? Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like a biological weapon. Once you release it, it's released. Stand yep. on the theme of zombie apocalypses. Yeah, right. You and don't the get genie back in the bottle. The the genie the that is this biological think of it as you know, my my friend uh, Dan Carlin calls it sort of a, a thought contagion right once mm-hmm. you release that thought contagion it spreads I th- and I think we've seen plenty of evidence of thought contagions spreading in the <laughs> so past true. couple of years so true the infected that is like a zombie apocalypse so. It didn't turn out well for Germany, uh, having the Soviet Union over there. You know, there were some struggles in Germany in which Mm -hmm. um, communism looked like it was going to take hold. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could have gone either way. I mean, there could have been a a communist revolution in Germany in the interwar years. So so World War One ends, Germany loses and things are pretty chaotic in Germany. We all know their economy is horrible because they're having to pay all these reparations. Plus, they just 
spent all their money and most of their manpower on a war. Mm. And so then we see our, you know, we see a second version of accelerationism, uh-huh. which is, you know, doubling down on the fascism thing. So Hitler comes to power. Uh, the fascists end up winning. And by the way, we could have mentioned this in the fascist episode last time, but he won like 30 percent of the vote in uh-huh. the in the last election that Germany had until 1946, or 45 or 46. Yeah. Hitler won. Hitler's party won like thirty percent of the vote. I mean, he was kind of a popular fellow. So the yeah, wrong people thirty percent, right? Um, so if your thought process is, well, you know, but if we get a Hitler or we get a Trump or we get a DeSantis, it'll wake up the liberals, right? Well, I'm sorry, but I, even if you have thirty, forty percent of the populace considers himself left or liberal, uh-huh. even if it's sixty percent, even if it's seventy percent, they don't need but 30 percent to get Mm -hmm. themselves into office and once they're in office they double down right yeah and so it took you know so if you look at nazi germany as an example another example of accelerationism you accelerate toward fascism because you think fascism is not going to work and that's going to cause the system to collapse and that's when the left's going to swoop in and create this new utopia right In Germany, what ended up happening was it took most of the rest of the world to end fascism in Germany. It didn't end from within. Germany was ground to dust before fascism ended in Germany. Who's going to come rescue the United States if we decide we need to get ourselves into fascism so that we sort of collapse? Who's going to cause it to collapse? Not the left. Most of them are going to be, you know, killed in concentration camps or convert to <laughs> fascism yeah. because yeah. it's convenient and they can have a better life that way. So that's just two just examples. One, or they might be lucky and wake up one day and go, "My God, what have I done?" You know, they're, they're, well, they've already become fascists and, and they don't realize too, it. And it's too late at that point. Yep. People ask, like, how could Germany? How could this happen in Germany? Well, there, there's probably a combination of things. But one of them might have been, well, let's just accelerate this thing and and get it to collapse. I couldn't think of one example in history where accelerating a bad thing because you thought it would collapse if you could accelerate it yeah. ended up helping. Right? Well, one of the things that drives me crazy is the this this uh, this lie that um, okay, take 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 uh, Nazi Germany for instance. Oh, it was a different time. Um, we didn't have the communication that we have today and all that BS. But if you just take a look around with all the communication we have right now and how small the world is, because every, you can see everything all the time, all at once, that's not true. Well, you have to remember the other side has the same technology you do. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like we we have this communication now. Well, yeah, so do they. And they know how to use it. Yeah. Uh, I can't, again, I recommended it last week. I can't recommend it enough. The On Tyranny, because he lays yeah, out get, exactly how Russia used social media to almost win in Ukraine in 2014. Mm-hmm. 
um if it weren't for the courage in the of the of a <laughs> if it weren't for the courage of the fearless <laughs> crew ukraine would have been lost um but yeah there's a lot that ukraine did to, you know once now our eyes are kind of open to it and it's harder mm-hmm. to do the propaganda now but listen if you think helping the other side achieve their goals is going to help you achieve your goals just you know no so what do you do instead counter counterintuitive or counterproductive to it, it, it's not going to end well it's attractive because of the zombie uh movie logical fallacy <laughs> yes when you consider the fact that uh uh the reason why um zombie apocalypse scenarios are so popular i'm, I'm sure they're popular all over the world but to, to americans the reason why zombie apocalypse scenarios are so popular is because of this like rugged individualism that we are taught that we are mm-hmm. and we're really not because the same people that will complain about one faction of the government for instance doesn't realize how much they're uh, the rest of them rely on other factions of the government yeah so it's but they're too blind to realize that because they've 100 percent swallowed the idea that you know, I'll be the guy with the rifle. You know, I'll be I'll be the guy leading the you know leading the troops. No, that's, well, that's but... why we have all these people who are like the the the, the gun nuts that have everything stockpiled and ready to go for what when the when the drone missile hits your house. You know. So so we'll talk about the gun nuts here in a second. Okay, uh, I just could... I get a little. Uh, <laughs> That's I, right. I, I kind of blacked out for a minute there. Because we're going to do the what to do. And okay. stockpiling guns is one of the uh, things that people sometimes suggest. Yeah. And um, so the first thing, though, that that I think instead of... So so I mentioned it's not anti-lesser uh, two, two evils-ism. <laughs> it, it's, uh, so if you look at what Malcolm X did, uh, mm-hmm. he he has a few speeches where he talks about the white liberal being as bad for for black folks as conservatives. Uh, I don't know if he says as bad or one of the things we have to fear is the white liberal because, and it, and he gets into why that is like, and it's mostly because white liberals will say we need change, but they'll say, but not that fast, not that. We don't do that. That'll make the other side mad, right? If yeah, you yeah. like armed black people in a courtroom, we can't have that, right? Uh, riots, it's the same, like our modern version of that as people that'll go, yeah, it was bad what happened to George Floyd, but hey, we shouldn't have people burning down businesses and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to going, yeah, be nice if these businesses weren't burned down, but you know, we need cops to stop killing black people. <laughs> you know, let, 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 let's, let's fall back and punt here. <laughs> yeah. So, but see, that's a, that's a place of privilege. Cause you could be like, you know. I hate seeing it on the news, but it's not happening to me. So I will work because I have compassion. I'll work to try to fix things, but, you know, not too fast because I might lose my comfortable lifestyle, right? Yeah. So that's why what Malcolm X was talking about. But Malcolm X wouldn't say, go vote for George Wallace. Right? <laughs> he wouldn't say, like, this system's horrible. We're already suffering under it. We need to do something right now. We can't wait for it eventually to be fixed. We need to do something right now. Right. But that thing we need to do, he would never say, so go vote for George Wallace or Nixon or one of the other racist Ricks. You know, he wouldn't say that. 
He would say, hey, opposition party, either you pull your act together or we're going to form another party that's further to the left of you that mm -hmm. will that will actually make good on its promises, right? Right. So my point being, so it's not anti-left. So the lesser of two evils argument says, you know, well, I'll vote for Biden over Trump because at least he's not Trump, right? <clears throat> um, and some people will, an accelerationist might say, well, Biden's just as bad as Trump. It doesn't matter which one you vote for. So what can you do? You can work to prevent the apocalypse, right? If we're <laughs> There's that. So I would say, instead of directing your energies towards how do we help the other side win so that things fail faster, instead of directing your energies there, direct it toward coalition building, maybe a way to put it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. We had to vote for Biden this last time. Yeah. yeah. Not because he was the lesser of two evils necessarily, but because he wasn't Trump. Trump winning a second term yeah. uh, would have been that would have been a huge step toward fascism. Right. Which is something we don't want. So we gotta try to prevent the apocalypse uh, by building coalitions. Yes, even with liberals. And by the way, I think I've been pretty clear as a leftist. I can hang out with liberals. I like yeah. liberals. Yeah. <laughs> they often a make the of, right decisions. A lot decision. of my friends are, are, are small L. I have a liberal friend. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I look at it as coalition building. You know, So when I'm in my little leftist groups and they're mm -hmm. talking about, oh, we hate liberals too. I'm like, we don't hate liberals. They don't want to kill us. <laughs> yeah. You know? They may not be working as hard or as fast to prevent the others from killing us, but they're not actively looking for new and better ways to genocide people. Yeah. So what What if that doesn't work and the worst does happen? Well, we need to be working on community building, which is something I've been thinking of a lot lately, because that's what almost every thinker on the left will tell you, is the way out of this is mutual aid networks and real life networks of people yeah that will help you in the short term meaning before capitalism falls mm -hmm. <laughs> it'll it'll help you find a better apartment or pay for your apartment or how do you get health care um building because the government ain't going to help you like if, if we learned that the hard way yeah <laughs> the thick of covid your landlord ain't going to help you mm -hmm. you know you're that the only people who will help you are people in your same situation so if you you know look for look for those who are making a difference now get plugged into those communities. I'm giving advice I haven't taken by the way. Yeah, fully well, realize. I that. mean, Mister Rogers said, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers, right? And that also goes to what you and I have talked about a lot: is think global, act local. Yeah, right. It's still real. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So work on building those communities and. And none of this requires you to accelerate the collapse of capitalism because it's going to take some time to build these coalitions, to build these communities. And that's why I say keep voting for the lesser of two evils if you need to, to stave off, you know, a DeSantis presidency or a, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, let's turn Indiana blue. What the hell? Because yeah. once we get, once we, then the Democrats have to listen, right? It's kind of like, okay, 
we put you in power, we can take you out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, to hoard guns or not to hoard guns. I don't care. If you don't like guns, I say don't hoard guns, <laughs> especially mm -hmm. if you're like afraid of them. Um, it's true that um, statistically, if you have a gun in the house, you are more likely to be murdered with that gun or to or to unalive yourself with that gun yeah. than somebody who doesn't have a gun in their house. I mean, I mean that's, that's just that's, common sense, that, right? That's just math. Yeah, that's just math. So the the answer isn't just kind of hoard some guns so that you're ready uh, if you're not a gun person. The best comment I saw was, and by and somebody because somebody was like, yeah, but then that means it's all the right wing people that have all their hoarded guns and everything. Like if the if the worst happens, they're going to be the ones with the guns. And it's like, that'll be a temporary condition because what will happen <laughs> is we've been out here forming our communities, forming our coalitions. And so we're going to have a group that's going to go to the rich folks house who's been hoarding their guns, who has no idea how to use them, hasn't yeah. been forming a community. He's going to have a thousand guns. We're going to take over. Maybe a couple of us will get killed when we're you know raiding his house. but. We're going to beat the shit out of him. He's going to die a lonely, rotten death. And we will thank him for providing this, providing right. us this huge stash of weapons. Think about it like the during, during like, say, the, the, the George Floyd protests and the Black Lives Matter protests and all that, where you had your your cordons of officers, you know, law, you know, law enforcement, and then you had the protesters. Okay everything the law enforcement had the protesters already had a plan against mm -hmm. and then the law enforcement side had to then figure out well let's uh oh shit we got to get rid of all get all the get, get the leaf blowers out of the out of the true values because they're buying the leaf blowers you know so yeah they've they have every they had, they had everything planned out well ahead of time yeah so that everything that they that that came into opposition of them they had a counter opposition to right it's kind of like that if you want to look at it as a recent example of how that works that's why right. they were able to hold off as long as they were look to the borders and look to the inevitable protests that are coming this summer um because it's where the police try to refine their tactics yeah. um and it's where the protesters Try to refine their countermeasures to the police mm -hmm. tactics. The reason I say the borders uh, is nobody cares about immigrants, especially the brown ones. Yeah. So the police will, um, the police know they can get away with a lot. Mm -hmm. They use those tactics. They moved them to the indigenous lands where they were protesting the pipelines, um, and they refined them some more. You'll see it this summer because it's going to be um, pro. Uh, LGBTQ protesting going on, and the police are going to figure, yeah, they're, they're a small percentage of population. People won't really care. Let's continue to try to refine our tactics. And then, uh, of course, the leftist uh, protesters will refine their countermeasures. So, yeah. but the but the whole point is, you don't need to stash up a bunch of guns <laughs> because <laughs> plenty of guns will be available. There are 400 million guns in the United States. Yeah, and. Uh, there'll be plenty available. So you don't need to stash up a whole bunch. That's that's my message there. <laughs> and that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> We're better off dad with Paul and Steve trying to do the right thing when things are hard. 
But it shouldn't be this hard.